Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome everybody, my name is Nick. And my name is Alex. And you're listening to The Thread presented by Ronnie Scotts and Hennessy. On SohoRadioLondon.com. We are thrilled and honoured that Justin McKenzie, founder of Jazz Refreshed, artistic director, co-chief executive of Jazz Refreshed, has joined us. <laughs> wow, amazing, correct, amazing right? introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us, Justin. Um, cool. uh, Alex and I have been huge fans of what you've done for for many years. It's been going for like 15 years now, right? Yeah, current 16 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I th- I, for me, uh, I wanted to kind of start from the start. I mean, I've only lived in, in England since uh, 2010. Um, and I, I was late to the party of, of finding you guys anyway. Right. Um, you do so much and we're going to get in, in into all that, but can we just... I'm For those who are listening who don't know what Jazz Refreshed are, I'm, I know you've told the story before could you just talk about the beginning and, and the inception of what jazz refreshed is right well um to talk about start jazz refreshed i have to talk about upper recordings um which was the kind of crew that jazz refreshed came out of so i won't go to the because that has history everything has history so i'm not oh. going to go back too far but in um in 2000 a group of us got together and started this hip-hop label called upper recordings it was kind of around the time of when broken beat was kind of pushing through and one of our um key members was Daz IQ from Bugs in the Attic so we were kind of at the cusp of that scene going to co-op and these seminal nights and doing all this stuff and um we used to put on events even though we were a record label we were mainly known for events so we playing soul hip-hop rare groove all kinds of stuff um but we were all jazz collectors there were six of us so it's um we had no place really um to play um, you know what we were collecting because we were doing party events and stuff like that so we played some jazz funk or some fusion if it went in a set and stuff like that but we kind of realized that you know we were just playing parties 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 so we were playing at the Mama bar it was just a kind of lounge night we were doing it's around 2002 and I put this idea to Adam um, Adam Moses Adam, Adam Rock to do a, a jazz night um, which was going to be called Closer to the Source. It's a long title. Um, I did flyers for it and I showed Adam. We took it to the crew and everybody was like, yeah, 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 let's do this, let's do this. So Mau Mau, I think at the time, was renovating or something. So it was closed for a couple of weeks. And when it re- reopened, we went to the management and said, um, look, we want to start this night. And a new night, um, a jazz night. And for some reason, and I still debate in my head why I said this, I said, um, call Jazz Refreshed. Just scrap the title that we had, and I called it Jazz Refreshed. Just there. there Just there. there. I think I did it before because I actually had kind of artwork to show them and stuff like that. Mm. But um, it wasn't like that long before, maybe a couple of days before I um, decided to change the name. And they were like, cool. They didn't really care. It was, it was a DJ night. And so <laughs> they were like, yeah, you know, whatever. They were happy with us. Um, and then we started it. And... Initially, it was um, six of us. There's seven of us in Upper Rock, but six of us were DJing. Um, but after the first couple of weeks in Mau Mau, in the, especially the original older at Mau Mau, the stage was in the corner and they used to have a, a sofa on that stage. So 
you never knew it was a stage because you didn't really have live stuff going on. There may be an acoustic artist on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon. So I said to Adam, you know, what are you saying? Let's, should we try the stage out? So we got a couple of friends of ours um, called Beatbox Theory, a trumpeter and a guitarist. And we thought, let's try it out. So a couple of weeks later, we tried out um, the live in the corner and it worked. People sat around and they enjoyed it. Mm. So we put together a program of um, live artists for that summer. Um, which included, I think, like Mark DeClivelo and Kylie Tatham, all of those cats, all the broken beat, all the broken legends, beat yeah. exactly, yeah. who were players, and um, and a few others. And we we put this summer program together, and it was free to get in in those days. And it obviously, if you got those guys playing, it smashed. So yeah. we um, pretty much from there forth, and this was two thousand and three, stayed live every week. Um, yeah, and it was you know there's been struggles, many struggles, ups and downs, but it, you know we stuck with it because the music was good. But that was pretty much the start yeah but it, it's become so much more than that it's it's jazz refresh is definitely not a weekly night at mama bar it's a, mm. you guys have a label you're, you're going i mean i think the first time i met you was was in brazil <laughs> yeah, at a music right. conference i mean yeah. it, there's there's a lot happening i mean d what year was it when when was there a certain year where you, you say things really started kicking off when it comes to busyness and needing mm. to pull in some some help to organized things and yeah things like that. or um, have you not is it still just you and <laughs> no, adam and anybody? it's more organized now. it's definitely more organized um well not completely but it's more organized uh the year probably maybe like three or four years after we started i think the key turning point was the fifth year because that's when we put out our first um release as jazz refreshed by that time uprock was kind of just a name and we DJ'd under um, but Jazz Refresh was coming to the fore and growing its own head and stuff um, but we decided to do a double album it wasn't going to be a double album it was just an album we asked some artists who had played at the night to submit a track to help us out you know we put out this compilation we end up having so much good stuff that we put out a double album with 26 tracks on it and um, you know we got tracks from um, the likes of Azimuth and, you know, and Kaidi and Mark and the usuals and, um, and also some bands who are not around anymore, um, but were around at the time. So we just wanted, we didn't care about reputation, even though we had, you know, brotherly and real people and stuff like that on it. It still had people who we just wanted music from. Mm. Um, so when we put that out, we really just went for it. We didn't hold back. We said, look, 26 tracks. We never, we didn't know how long Jazz Fresh would have gone on for, or would it have, we didn't think about being a label at the time, but, when we put that out, it was really successful and it kind of put into motion kind of where we could take this and possibilities. And even then, it, we didn't automatically run and start to put out records because really um, at that time, Jazz Refresh was funded out of our own pockets. So mm. anything we wanted to do, we had to dip in our pockets. You know, if a band played in the week and they had five people come to see them, we wouldn't let them go home with no money because our door policy was always... Once it became paying on the door, it was all the money on the door goes to the band 100%, because hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Because yeah. there was no other way of it's such a small venue, and to for us all to make money from it, it was impossible. So we said, you know what, it would encourage the artists to push it, bring everybody down, um, don't put everybody on guest list, you know that mm -hmm. kind of thing, mm -hmm. and you just you take the money what comes on the door. So yeah, through that it was kind of um, we didn't know when we put something out, but we. The Fives was the next thing that we did, which is still continuing. And that mm. was, again, it was quite organic because art, people were asking, has this artist got uh, an album? And a lot of the artists who were playing didn't have any releases and people wanted to buy their stuff. So we 
decided um, to offer artists um, a five-track release. We call it Jazz Fresh Five, so it has our like branding on it. Um, but it'll be five pounds, and you, you know, basically something easy to sell on the night. We'll print up maybe two hundred, just so you got something to sell. Mm. And after costs, fifty-fifty down the line, you know, we'll split. And the first one we did was Richard Spaven. Yeah. Um, who at the time was was playing for everybody, but wasn't really a solo artist. Yeah, but um, sure. me and Adam spoke about it, and Adam approached him, and he he did it. Um, so, yeah, and the rest is history. And then after that, we started to look more broadly, and we were getting asked to do a few more things. Um, and then came the first festival, um, which was our ten year anniversary. But about, about when it comes to choosing artists and uh, for the label, I would say I could think of probably like maybe four people we've had in the studio here we're talking to artists that talk about just being at being at your night mm. and one of you guys coming up to him and just saying so where's the album you know when you when when yeah, you when you, <laughs> when you're gonna do your thing you know i see you playing with all these people and and that's really good to hear um because that's encouraged a lot of people it's to, such an to amazing step up, thing i mean who you knows know? if you know cassie and nubaya would have actually was that the catalyst they needed yeah. to well, actually nubaya at particularly that point, yeah you know nubaya, I mean? adam yeah. adam used to say to her every time you know when she played with Nereo, and he'd say it to every member you know it's like so where's your thing yeah where's, where's your thing until you kind of start you know getting on their nerves or they believe it i mean to be honest when you see that the fives came out like one every two years when they first came out but in between that time we were approaching so many people mm. and the problem at the time was um there's a lot of oh, i'm getting it together i'm getting it together and still some people we asked like 10 years ago we're still, getting, still it getting it together yeah, you know yeah, yeah. um but spaven showed that you know he just he was on tour with um jose james and right. But he put his thing together, you know. He's great. We, oh, I mean, fantastic. we love him. We've had him on the show, and he, and he plays the club. I mean, oh, he, he's quite an artist. Um, should, what's, should we play a tune since we're talking about artists? Do you want to ask? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, segueing into, I mean, it's, this is a quite um, this is a quite uh, good common bond. We have uh, a musician called Sarah Tandy who's going to be coming and releasing her album on Jazz Refreshed at Ronnie Scott's yeah. on March the fourth. Uh, incredibly talented uh, young artist who, um, yeah, we're all huge fans of. And I, th I believe this is a track off her new album. This is a track off her new album. Um, it's called Under the Skin. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a little bit of an exclusive. Can't wait to hear it. World exclusive, Justin. There Thank you, you for bringing that along. <laughs> That's coming out on Jazz Refreshed next month. Yeah, March the eighth, I think, is the official release. But um, I'm sure there'll be some available on March the fourth at Ronnie Scott's. Great, March the eighth, and then March the fourth is the album launch show at Ronnie's. There's like literally two tickets left, so be quick if you want to come. It's going to be fire. Oh, Cherise Adams Burnett on support as well. Oh, yeah. Another amazing. Amazing. huge rising talent. Yeah, cool. We so. Yeah, we were talking. I mean, I've got like a bunch of things I wanted to talk about, um, but we were just talking a lot off air about um, all these all these acts that are getting all sorts of recognition, needing to um, pull from from other pools of musicians because everybody's getting so darn busy and getting booked all over the place. And we were talking about South by Southwest, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because yeah. 
You've been going to South by Southwest the last how many years? I think this is the third year. The this th- year will be the third year. Um, and so, yeah, can we just talk about like the kind of Jazz Refresh going abroad in general and then specifically about South by Southwest? I mean, there were some headlines about Yusuf Days and... and, and uh, United and, Vibrations, right? And, yeah, Yusuf yeah, Kamal? Yeah. There's, there's oh, all wow. sorts of things I'd like to touch on, but like maybe start with... Um, how did, you start, how did you start going abroad? Right. So we've always, for years, wanted to do stuff abroad, and the you know it's money and it's opportunities and it's connections and logistics. But um, we went for a grant, an international showcase grant from the Arts Council, and um, we decided to partner with British Underground, who are amazing logistics abroad, and you know they've been doing stuff abroad for years. Yeah, so right. Crispin and Katie, and um, we our initial plan was to partner with. Afropunk, which we kind of forged this, this partnership with. So that was the plan for two years. This project was going to last and we we're going to do Afropunks and so forth. But when we started to plan, um, Crispin and Katie from British Underground were saying, why don't you do um, South by Southwest to kind of prepare the ground? You know, it's a good place to kind of get your name out there and get the, the music out there. And so when you go to do other shows in the States and stuff, you know, you're already laying the groundwork and stuff like that. Um, now, the only difficulty was there was there'd never been a UK jazz showcase at um, South by Southwest. So we relied on British Underground's relationship with South by and they're kind of, you know, talking to Casper from South by who's um, from here, but he, he lives over in um, Austin and he works for well. And, they we started to you know with South by you have to get your bands approved and and this was a difficult thing because a lot of the bands we were working with were, were fire but they didn't have releases and stuff like that you know yeah. right. so we went for the bands we felt may would make the best show and had releases and you know had good profile in terms of you know they had things in place videos and stuff like that and we put the first year was Moses um United Vibrations Yusuf Kamal. Um, so with Moses, it was Moses Boyd Exodus. Moses Boyd, yeah. yeah. Um, Such a gig. Oh. And we, because South by, you know, they didn't really know us. They were kind of worried. They put to us um, the possibility of having Go Go Penguin and um, Jazz Standard, Tina Edwards, she brokered that. Yeah. So Sarathi Kaur and um, Go Go Penguin were kind of um, presented by jazz standard but we brought the other four bands cool. or we were supposed to bring the other four bands mm. uh, oh yeah and yeah. also we felt at the time that we couldn't go to south by and present what was the kind of uk jazz story because we yeah, know right. this is the first time we were presenting to the states yeah. as a story and mm. without having shabaka there so we uh, yeah so basically yeah. shabaka was supposed to play with yusuf kamal that that was agreed so um so we all were ready to go everything fine everybody's got the esters because South by nobody gets paid. It's a show, showcase festival. Yeah, yeah. People don't get paid for it. Um, yeah. So it's a madhouse, right? It's a madhouse. Yeah. So you can, you can go on an Esther to the States. You didn't need a visa. And this was a kind of known thing. And all the bands had their Esthers from months before. I think the only visa we had to get was for Moses. And two days before we were leaving on a Sunday, I got a call from Adam saying, um, I think it was Yusuf was saying to him, his Esther has been revoked. Because they, they checked it on the Friday. They're not even, we were leaving on the Tuesday morning. On the Friday, um, they checked the Esther's. It was fine. On the Sunday, they got an email, I think, and it was... Revoked. And what was the reason? They don't give a reason. And over mm-hmm. that day, 
every member of United Vibrations yeah. got plucked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it was, so this was beginning of 2017. So this was yeah, not right. not to forge an obvious link, but this no, was the beginning of the Trump presidency. Yeah, yeah right? and it was right when yeah. the Muslim ban was on, right when he, there was those seven countries right. that you couldn't have, have been to. So maybe somebody had played. Even though ironically, and, Youssef isn't a Muslim, right? No, not, and neither you know, is Kamal Williams. No, but have no, been no, there? No. <laughs> well, actually, um, the Kamal side of Youssef Kamal wasn't their Esther's never got revoked. It was United Vibrations. So it was his brothers, you know, okay, um, yeah. you know, Kareem yeah. and Ahmed. And Wayne Francis, you know, so, you know, it was, it was a really weird thing. And we didn't know if it's because they're... Stamps. Yeah, and also they're kind of, um, I don't think it was that. You know, they're, they're quite about peace, love, earth, and they, they're, they're political, but not, you know, like, militant political. Yeah, so we don't know if it's their yeah. Facebook profiles or, you know, how mm. they... You just never know. Well, two weeks ago, I was at the airport in, in Florida with Marius. Right. And he had... Well, I wasn't next to him when, when this happened, but he, uh, he was with Zesta... And they open the passport, look at the th- few things, and they look at his name. Is where he's from? Lithu- Lithuania, with, the, with his East accent. And they saw a stamp. They said, "Come with me." Wow. They took him in a room, and they, they were like drilling him. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, what I'm doing." It's hard. And, they, and then they they Google, somebody in the corner um, asked him to spell his name, and he said it out loud. And he said he's freaking out. And they were Google imaging him. There's wow. a picture of him, like a high def picture of him on the drum kit, and they're like, "Are you some sort of international drummer?" <laughs> and he's like, "And he's like, yeah." And they're like, "Okay, go through." It. You know, but no, uh, it's, it's you know, as an American, uh, I, I hate hearing these stories. You know, it's yeah. hard. You know, you it, know, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's kind of like. So the long and the short of it was: yeah. did they did they get through? No, no, because because we you know the panic was try and get an emergency visa. Yeah. On the Monday, you got yeah. one day, and that was never going to happen. So this happened this year as well. This, 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 yeah, and but that year was particularly, I think, the first year. I think seven bands <sighs> out of the like South by who were traveling to um, got taken out, and it was it wow. was a kind of year of you know there was a lot of questions to be asked, kind of thing. So because of that, obviously you can't have Yusuf Kamal without Yusuf. That's impossible. Yeah. But Shabaka still came, mm. which was, it saved us because um, what we did instead, um, we had this, we had two things happen actually, because we had to fill two spots, United Vibrations. And, and the thing is, United Vibrations were the kind of poster child. When mm. you went out into South By, there was posters of them around yeah, the place. Sure. So, um, but what we did, we did this thing where it was a kind of, um, a kind of jam with all the bands that we brought. And they kind of played, and that was wicked. But also, we made up this trio with Moses, Theon, and Shabaka. Wow. Yeah. And you would have think yeah. that was this, when you heard yeah, it, it was like, this is fire. Course, you know, yeah, they tore the place <laughs> up. Course, yeah, so yeah. it was, you know, it was, but it was, I think the the stress was the actual day of landing. And I was getting called from newspapers over here and having to feel, and right. we had to kind of really say to everybody, look, we're here to represent. We need to represent, look, you know, and make sure. And it, it was fan, it was fantastic show. So. Yeah, and amazing. And amazing. the years after have been going well. So, um, so that you're going back this year, right? We're going back this year. Yeah. What are you bringing this year? Are you so to no, I can say, I can say, um, we're bringing. Right, we try and remember this off the top of my head. So, um, Sarah Tandy, um, Joel and Jones, Yusuf, um, Yusuf. Yeah. It's like a and it's gonna, well, it's going to be the like, first okay, year. We're trying, trying to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, man. Um, 
Yeah, two bands. Well, that's a pretty uh, far line yeah, up already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will yeah, remember, yeah. but yeah, yeah. My, my mind is just a bit massive at the moment. But yeah, no, that, incredible, that's, that's... incredible. And you and you've played at North Sea, and you, yeah. well, let's uh, let's talk about the. You know, you run your own festival, the Jazz Refest, right? Yeah. Is this an ongoing thing? Is that that happening this year? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, it's happening in Brighton again. We did it. Bro- right. Moved it from, from South Bank to Brighton. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, it was a kind of what's going to happen, but yeah. it was amazing. Um, so we're going back to Brighton this year, and the festival. This is the sixth year, I think, of the festival. I mean, yeah. people think the festival started at South Bank, but it didn't. It started yeah. um, around the corner from Mama in Labour Grove at the Flyover. Well, it's not called yeah, Flyover yeah. now, but yeah, and. So that was where, yeah, where it began, and yeah. And the Brighton crowds—they know jazz refresh. They they come out. And it's, yeah, it was it was amazing. Support, I mean, yeah. it was it was great. You know, it's family day and stuff, and and also a lot of people from London. It's you know twelve pounds from London, and it's yeah. like an hour on a train. So yeah. it, there was there was a big London contingent. But what was good was there were a lot of people from, you know, Brighton and the surrounding areas, which is really what we're trying to do as well. But um, yeah, and the weather was well. Last year was amazing, so <laughs> it felt like you were in like, a different country. But yeah, it was good. It was Great, good. man. Let's uh, let's go to another one of your choices. Where do you want to go, Justin? Right. With your next choice, oh. um, we've got yeah, we've got a few. You put in some killer choices. Yeah, so here's a track that um, I know nothing about the band, and I only heard the track because Adam in the office played it, and I thought this is a wicked. Um, it's called Polaroid Banana by Liquid Sassoon. Soho Radio, we're still here with Justin from Jazz Refreshed, just learning about all the different things that you're getting up to. God knows how you keep your headspace, because <laughs> moving in all different directions. Let's big up a few uh, more of the Jazz Refreshed team. Obviously, mm. Adam, your co-founder. Yeah. Between the two, we were just talking off air, between the two of you, you are the, the tastemakers. You've got stuff going on in the office. You're listening to, constantly listening to new sounds. Yeah. Uh, I imagine, you know, talking about who to approach, which musicians, what to do, blah, 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 blah. Who else? There's Yvette, isn't there? Yvette, who um, came on board um, maybe like five years now, um, who we wouldn't be able to run Jazz Refresh now, particularly now as mm. we're, you know, we're an organisation now, which sounds strange to even say. But um, yeah, Yvette is integral to yeah. keeping abreast of what's going on and what's yeah. happening around, you know, kind of thing. I mean, we have, the three of us are the directors and we have kind of, distinctive roles although we cross our roles yeah. cross over but um you know and there's the wider team who've um been there from the start people like you know bunny who's bunny bread who's a member yeah. of uprox he was one of the founders as well yeah. um he does our videography and photography and we've got garth thomas who's come aboard mm. um chippy who does the door and our kind of events Chippy's manager quite a name i have to yeah. say sorry, sorry it's amazing that's, that's the yeah. best name just heard the name and went <laughs> you're in yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she's she again another person we couldn't do this without you know she's yeah. been there for so many years like supporting us and yeah. kind of like keeping things together um, yeah. and we've got mikey who does the sound um engineer for us he does sound stuff um lottie who was an intern but now she's become part-time staff yeah. um try not to forget anybody um I said, Garth, who else is there? 
I'm, I'm going to forget somebody and they're going to cuss me uh, for forgetting. Right, but there's, right. a, you know, there's, a, there's a wider network of people who we work with, um, you know, who feed into what we do yeah. either on a voluntary basis yeah. or, you know, Sam Campbell, who's like our label manager, although she's independent of us, which we like to keep. So when she's advising artists, it's mm. an independent thing. Mm. But she's, you know, someone we've known for years and years and worked in the record industry for a long time. So it was, you know, it made sense to bring her on board. So, what, right. Like you, you're saying, it, it's crazy to say we're an organization now. This may be a broad, vague question, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll ask anyways at risk. What are s- some of the key differences in the challenges you faced, say, 15 years ago when it was starting compared to now, running it now when you say it's a proper organization? Because yeah, it's yeah, never yeah. easy. It's so well, well, maybe talk about the contrast between the... It's a great the question. Stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a key kind of moment when it changed from being this crew thing to having to be, you know, yeah. we actually got, it's not grassroots anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it became something that we had to formalize. We, we weren't a company, um, you know, up until maybe 2012. And what the change was, we became um, national portfolio organization for the arts council. So Yvette came on board initially to, to help us write and to write our application. And we just kept her ever since. And with that became, you know, more responsibility so whereas before we had no money everything came out of our pockets if we want to put a record or we want to do something we did it when we could afford it so the challenge was financial Challenge financial yeah. but then becoming an mpo you're given this money and it's i know it's not a thing where people think where it's like okay we're going to fund jazz refresh what they do is they fund different areas of things we do so they fund like the festival the weekly um our band development program and stuff like that you know some stuff like the record label doesn't come under you know arts council funding and there's a lot of areas that don't come under so the challenge was how to balance that and also when you when you're funded that funding um you're expected to make money and never before we were expected to make money so the Mm -hmm. challenges are to try and make money where we couldn't before and also to bring people on other funders on board and sponsorship and that kind of stuff. So those challenges you have to, to meet. And in what it has done, the biggest thing for me is that um, it's enabled me to, this is our day job. You know, we have an office and this is what we do all the time because I was in the art world doing like, I was teaching art um, GCSE and then I was freelance art and then Jazz Refresh was taking over my time that I should have been spending getting clients and you know when my client work started to try up I was just doing jazz of fresh stuff and before we were funded so when you say teach, like at the beginning the way yeah. you would eat and pay rent was teaching art and, yeah. and doing what getting commissioned to do an art piece for yeah someone exactly and, like... and doing you know kind of like graphics work for people and mm. stuff like that so so when were you able to give up the day job literally it's um when we became an MPO. Yeah. Um, you know, we were we were always working full time hours on it, and you know, our other work was kind of the yeah, other yeah. thing. But um, when we um, became an MPO, we were able to kind of say, "Look, right now we have we, we had no choice. We had to dedicate our you know all of our time to it. Otherwise, it just wouldn't. We would have fallen mm-hmm. apart in the first year. So, but it forced us into that position, and then it meant that you know we we now this is what I do. I mean, to this day, people I know, even like friends who are close, they still say to me, "What's your job?" I didn't know you. I didn't know you were a visual artist, and you were into art before right. before speaking today. Um, and it, it's like it's a bit naive of me. I, I I can't imagine like any anybody who's doing a lot of visual art ever like 
wanting to do anything else, especially deal with music booking because that's it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> well, Adam, Adam deals know, with so bookings. Adam deals okay. with that. So yeah, so it's you know that's a. But yeah. at the same yeah. time, I learned yeah. recently that you do all the jazz refreshed artwork, don't you? Which yeah. is yeah. dope. Yeah, like so, it yeah, looks yeah. so great. I mean, that's mm. a huge part of the aesthetic. Yeah, I, I, I think, and that's that's a key point actually. Is it's. Jazz Fresh from the beginning, long before we became this, you know, from the beginning, from before Jazz Fresh, it was an opportunity for all of us in the, in Upper Rock to kind of do the things we love. So, mm. you know, I'm I was a I was trained as a musician when I was younger and stuff. So we had a studio and we were creating stuff and which instrument? Um the violin. And um then after that I picked up the bass and guitar and just Afro Cuban percussion. Um and, you know, Jazz Fresh kind of was a double-edged sword because it kind of, you saw people so great and you're like, yeah, and you realise, mm, I haven't got time. Uh. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> kind of like, yeah, like that. But we had a studio and it allowed the MCs in our crew and the producers in our crew and the DJs and everything within our crew, I DJed as well since the early 90s and stuff. Me and Adam, that's how we, you know, kind of grew up together and stuff. Yeah. And it's allowed us to to kind of just express so with the art side bunny bread you know he's graph artist and he, he i learned how to use certain graphics programs from his company earheads with um he was at an airbrush and graphics company um so him and jason um bunny and jason when i used to go to the office just to learn about programs because i was always about organic art and they were so it wasn't you know when we started to take jazz fresh seriously and start to do you know the artwork and it's funny because you know i do the weekly art and Sometimes it's like an hour I've got because I've just got an image of an artist or something mm. like that. But it's, it, it trained me to get stuff yeah, quickly. Right. But um, yeah. it's, it is kind of that expression of um, being able to use visual art, but also general creativity where we're on photo shoots or we're, um, you know, doing videos or we're curating something. You know, it's always it's just about channeling that. And, and you know, I'm fortunate to, to be allowed to kind of do that, you know, and even if I'm not doing the artwork for say an album cover or something, I'm involved in the con conception and everything because that's my role. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I will never, I don't want to be one of those um, artists, directors or creative directors who's like just directing people. I want to, mm. I want to do the art, you know, and mm. work on so all the kind of clothing stuff and the stickers we do and all this stuff. Yes. Yeah, you do the clothing design. Yeah, yeah. So dope jazz, dope jazz, and I mean that was easy. Those, those was easy. Yeah, those <laughs> was easy because it's just words. But um, <laughs> when we were before, we were doing more kind of drawn stuff, and yeah. our restriction was we weren't we were not screen printing. We were yeah. we were um, using vinyl cutting, so the yeah. we couldn't. It had to be very one color or stuff yeah. like that. So we couldn't be as intricate as we wanted to. But it was it was cool. It was, you know, it was nice to be able to just express stuff on t-shirts and you know. Yeah. I love the smooth jazz sucks. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I know it created a bit of controversy, especially in America. Didn't <laughs> yeah, it? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I tried to buy it and it was out. So when it's out, I, I will get one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure you look. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure. Let's get into some more music. Where do you yeah. want to go, Justin, with the next? Right, um, as we, you know, we met in Brazil. Right? We did. So we did. Um, I've got a couple of Brazilian tracks, which I actually that year um, found in Bahia of a Bahian artist from, um, from a while ago. So let me choose it now. Um, Sa Silveira, who's a Bahian artist who does kind of original samba and that kind of stuff. Eu vou, eu vou de uniforme branco 
Well, yeah, so we've just discovered uh, family man as well. Yeah. A t- tough thing to juggle. Yeah. Um, right, so uh, <laughs> do we talk about that? Or do, we, do, we, do we get back in there? Very boring for people in a serious <laughs> chat. Uh, right, where were we? Um, we were talking about DJing. So, yeah. Um, do you st- do you still go gig as DJ often? Because you're DJ first before all this. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, it started to come back in now with DJing. We started to um, DJ again. It actually pushed that side of us because something that we do, we you know, we do at the weekly or we do at our events and even like our festival. We don't DJ because we're too busy, but um, it's something we've always enjoyed. And we have a DJ night, which has um, been re- it's once every two months, but it's called um, Room for Movement, and it's our kind of way of kind of expressing the dance side of all yeah. it, you know, mm. so moving and also connecting the dots because yes. it's easy to kind of get caught up in, oh, we do jazz, but yeah. actually jazz is present in everything and yeah. blur the line. So we play, you know, broken beat, jazz, mm. um, hip hop, soul, whatever we feel we'll play. Yeah. yeah. Forging the link between club culture and the live experience. The importance right? that, of club culture that's so is, important, oh, right? This because is, this, this is, is London. This is, this is the thing that makes London. Special I mean, especially this crop of emerging artists that we all know and love, Absolutely. right? Like they are no strangers to that. Right. And they will play in those environments and they will combine those other elements with yeah. their, with their improvisation. Yeah, absolutely. So I it's, think, it's a perfect fit. Exa- and I think as well for our generation, and I call us our generation um, kind of thing, um, is especially in London, we raved at their age. I raved nearly every single day when I, in front of when I was like in my early 20s, like late teens and early 20s. Yeah. We raved, and that was our kind of education. And we went out and went out and went out and went out. And they don't really do that as much as we do. But the importance of club culture and some of them need to see their tunes played because they don't always get to see their tunes played in a club environment, which a lot of jazz artists from the 70s didn't see mm. the guys in the 80s who were dancing it. to their stuff. Mm. And I've tried to I've tried to write this kind of thesis that I'm trying to submit to the Arts Council about the importance of club culture and supporting yes. DJs and club culture, because it's easy to kind of overlook that side of you know these things because, you know, our musicians make the music. But actually, this music is is made I came to jazz through the church and also through hip hop. Hip hop was the biggest thing. Yes. Samples, you know, and collecting records of the samples. And a lot of people came to hip, um, to jazz through knowing, you know, I would not have known about um, Swahili lands, Ahmed Jamal, if it wasn't for Stakes is High, you know. Yes. And so, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, you, you heard the music and then you listen to the original, you're like, actually, this is better, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the, the creative way that hip hop chopped up stuff and even a little horn or whatever, and that is kind of lost, I think, in terms of that connection between, you know, or that artistry of DJing, the artistry of producing as well is is not recognised as much. Um, in, in jazz. In, in jazz yeah, and also yeah. in the kind of wider, kind of like funding and organisational thing oh, right, like yeah. Arts Council or PRS, you know, that to me is, club culture yeah. is a really important thing. Really, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, important. Yeah. Yeah, on the on the venue tip, how how are you feeling? I mean, obviously we're talking about the, the emerging generation, and then 
you know, our generation. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, <laughs> you guys, know. I'm dragging you. No, 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 we're just a couple good. years behind, I'm, really. I'm yeah. not that young. Um, <laughs> you know, like, well, well, I moved to London in 2005 and there were still places going like the cross. And, right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And, like so many of these have closed, you know. I mean, yeah. the, the egg's still hanging on, you know, yeah. and the Mau Mau's still hanging on. Actually, yeah. is the Mau Mau in, in good shape? I, they were yeah. having a fundraiser the other day, I mean, weren't they, or something? That, that situation was, that was cool? yeah, I, I think yeah. it was about survival more than being, you know, it's once every, once every while, the council will come on our case yeah. you know and but yeah. uh, or on Mau Mau's case but also they they want a later license and everyone else is around is getting it i mean right. it's, it's gone it's quite political so, yeah, you know it's yeah. kind of out of our hands and although we're a fixture there you know it's yeah. it's that's that thing but Mau Mau, i mean i think we're fortunate to be in the same place we started at this night six, yeah. coming up to 16 years in may and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's many people can say that man yeah and, and we've always been prepared that tomorrow there might be a different thing and yeah. we have to go somewhere else. We've always been prepared from the yeah. first day we're there, but you know, it's, it's amazing. And you know, so London's in it. good shape. You think the scene? Yes. But as you can see, some of the venues that have emerged in the last few years are closing, you know, mm, ghost, ghost notes is gone. Um, TRC is gone. Um, Both of those venues had great programming. Right. You know, and, yeah. and I think being a venue now, I, I it, the thing is, is the, I guess the shape, the good shape is that, there's so many venues popping up yes and there's and some of the established ones like ronnie's you know and these things they're still there and they're available um they're available you know and but you can't take anything for granted i mean even venues that have been around for a long time and all of a sudden you know gentrification and different yeah things. Right. look memorizers i there's something that i notice all the time working in soho there's maybe six places i can think of off the top of my head that mm. stay yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. changing hands every day. And not to, I mean, we don't have that much time left. I don't know. I don't know what's to come. I think everybody's a little bit on edge of, of yeah. what, what, what's to come. But the fact, the thing about Jazz Refreshed, um, what, when it comes to this topic, it, it, it's, it's so rooted in what it is that you can turn up somewhere and say, do you want this or not? We get asked. We get asked a you lot to, I mean? to move, you know. But but the interest- oh they they ask you to move yeah a lot no. of venues come and ask us and also it's not necessarily to move sometimes yeah. to move but other times it's no, can Mal, you come and Mal's, do- not, Mal's not asking you to move no 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no no yeah, no, yeah, no. But yeah, I mean yeah. other venues will come and try yeah. and post so, us something and tells stuff. me you don't you you don't want to move like you're, you're oh, really no, happy. No, even no, though you no. could probably by now with the popularity and everyone's woken up in the last yeah. few years you probably could fill a, a space twice the size I mean, you think <sighs> yes but even now I mean we we tend to be full but. Still, it's when you take that leap and you think, you know, yeah, yeah we go something bigger, and then, you, and then, you know, it's it's you're getting a bit more people, and it's not filling, or and also there's that pressure because we know that if we have three weeks in a row that you know the numbers are down, we're not, we're feel not under it. no pressure. Yeah, we're, feel but, it. we yeah. feel, but we're not under any pressure to feel like, oh, we're going to get cut. If we start in a new place, they love you, and the 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 UK jazz scene is the hot thing. When it when it plateaus mm. and it, or it becomes a bit more part of the furniture and a new big thing comes in and your nights you know are up and down let's see if venues still support mm. you you know mm. um so mm. that's for us it, we we know we've got that kind of barring the place being closed down we've got the support of the venue and that's but also you know it's you you've got to if something happens you've got to adapt and you know that's kind of we're ready for that if it happens hopefully not
Cool. Um, one last thing, actually, I wanted to ask personally. I wanted to ask you about the film club. Oh yeah, you know, uh, just yeah. just three sixty. Like you're covering everything in the arts, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Let's there's let's there's talk some, about the film club. Something less. Let's talk about the film club. There's something left. This is on in uh, the Ritzy. The Ritzy, isn't the Ritzy, it? Yeah. yeah, Brixton. Yeah, and you're presenting uh, music related, very jazz refreshed related releases, like the Rhodes Piano documentary, yeah. like the Mingus documentary. I think you did Chasing Train. Chasing Train. Yeah. What? What? How did that start? I've been wanting to do a uh, film club for the last four or five years. Um, and then we, we, you know, it was all this motion. We were working with the New Black Film Club and Film Collective on different ideas and kind of did a bit of stuff with them. Um, but then we um, got in touch with the Ritzy and the Ritzy, Laura Mills, who kind of knew us already, was like, yeah, come here. And it is another kind of way to, to kind of express creativity. But also we, we've always been about culture and culture comes first. You know, jazz doesn't exist in a vacuum, even with other music genres or other cultures. Art and music and film have always gone together. And, you know, we cre we're creating that kind of content at the moment as well, doing documentaries, which you'll see soon enough. But we've got filmmakers around us and all kind of people. And I think um, something we'd say now is next season, we're going to focus on filmmakers and people around us and show their films. So if anybody's out there, just get in touch, justin at jazzrefresh.com. Um, but yeah, it is, it is that kind of thing of culture comes first. And... Right. It's, it's, a, it's an organic thing. We never thought, what can we do? It was more like, oh, I want to do this. You know, I've been wanting to do this for a while and let's just do it. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's been nice. It's been nice. It's been, you know, generally pretty good and the feedback's been good. And um, we've had artists come and play. Joe, um, Armand Jones came and played for the Rhodes one. And, you know, in fact, Sarah did um, one. It's the first time I actually saw Sarah play was that she did the um, Straight No Chaser one for us so yeah you know it's it's just another kind of branch and it's more this year we've got more things planned in terms of how to kind of express that kind of um connections and and creativity i'm gonna so, keep an eye gonna yeah. keep an eye we're, uh, we don't have too much time we're gonna play some music say goodbyes and all that is that before i forget uh some anything you want to plug in the very near future for people to come out and see or do? Yeah, give us a couple, couple of things you know, that you're working on for right. this year anything that you well that you are at liberty to talk about i should about. have this written down so i can just read <laughs> it out i'm so <laughs> terrible man I'm so bad off the top of the head but um so every week at mama bar portobello roads um every thursday that's where our nucleus are our full, you know that's the fulcrum of everything we do um come down there there's a great band every week next week we have resolution 88 and the week after Corey moamba's um last london gig yeah great uh, stuff yes yeah, that should be great yeah. it's so affordable right five quid on five the pounds on the door you know come down no there. excuse not no to excuse come, yeah. no excuse we have um south by southwest the 13th of um march uh, so if you're in south by southwest we're at main two that that venue we've got our uk jazz showcase um we have uh, Sarah Tandy, a couple tickets left yeah. at Ronnie's on the 4th of March. That's the launch. And the album will be available March the 8th. Um, Rosie Turton's album's uh, available. Rosie Turton's five. And the Seed Ensemble albums are available. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to get killed for all the things I didn't mention. So, <laughs> you know, but that's the, the things that are coming up. Oh, Lay Cuba. You did pretty the well. Barbican you did pretty well, May um, with a Cuban project with Cuba Manana. Uh, yeah, I think that's awesome, kind of awesome, man. Well, keep up the great work. We Thank are massive you. fans. Thanks for having me. Indeed. We love everything Indeed. you do down at Jazz Refreshed. 
uh, don't ever stop, you know? No. It's, just, no, no. it's, a, it's a vital part of the scene. And um, no, I hope yeah. we're in Brazil together again. But. We should be there this year. Come, come, uh, come. Yeah, please, yeah. please come. Please come. Cool. Let's let's play a final uh, track right. that Justin final chose. Final track of yours and then we'll go and we'll say goodbye. We'll say goodbye. Yeah. It's only let's do it. Right. This track is uh, called False Paradise. It's by Starcrossed. Um, it's an amazing group. Just listen. Right, yeah, that uh, was the thread week sixty-two. Ronnie sixty-two Scott's. shows, and Soho Radio has not kicked us off yet. Thank you, <laughs> Soho Radio. Thank you, Josie Louise Carter. Thank you for listening again. We'll be here again in two weeks' time. Uh, right, two weeks' time. We'll That's be right. we'll be doing another show. Justin, thank you so much for being here, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's thank been you. a pleasure. Thank uh, thanks to the whole Jazz Refresh crew. Go to their website, jazzrefresh.com. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instagram, Facebook, jazzrefresh. All sorts of things they're up to. Make sure you check it out. And we're going to finish on a track by Theon, who yes. you're seeing live tonight. Yes, Theon Cross released an album today, I believe it's called Fire. Is that right? Fire. Fire. Nothing to do with that documentary about Fire Festival which I'm sure everybody in the music business has seen by now which oh man my the hair stands up right now what a what a travesty anyway and nothing to do with that Theon Cross a staple of UK music uh, tonight at Corsica Studios I'm going to be there I think it's sold out if you're going to be there uh, come come have a drink with me before I forget uh, in 1951 on this day my father was born big ups dad happy birthday birthday. Uh, anything else or is this goodbye no that's all good this is goodbye All right. See you next time.